This week on The Square Wolves, we head back to the late 80s to discuss Fright Night Part 2. to the swearwolves i'm brett i'm david david yes sir how's it going pal it's going good how are you i'm doing well david you are actually venturing off to california i am yeah this, this coming friday weekend. i'll be driving out there to burbank uh, not t- yeah not too far of a drive for you to son of monster palooza so if you're going to be out there too listeners i'm uh, not i'm not going to be out brett there. is not going so <laughs> that might change your opinion on whether or not you want to see me yeah, you're probably I'll be breathless. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you want to meet me uh, or meet up or whatever, come find who me. Are you look, who are you looking forward to seeing at this Son of Monster Palooza? Oh, man. Um, let's see. I got a list, but uh, off the top of my head, uh, I want some people. There are a lot of people that I've actually already met um, because uh-huh. I got that Halloween pinball machine. I'm going to actually bring the back glass, which is going to be a real pain in the ass to lug around. But uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. get Nick Castle... Uh, PJ Souls, Sandy Johnson, and Tommy Lee Wallace on it. Uh, so that'll be cool. And then I got a couple and posters. Will Sandin. Uh, I'm not going to meet him because he's only going to be on Sunday. Oh, he's only. And I'm just going Sunday. Friday and Saturday. Yeah, that's right. I'm, sorry. I'm mainly just going Friday. Like I'm going to do the bulk of my stuff Friday night, and then Saturday. I'm as of right now, I'm going just to get PJ Souls because she's on only okay. on Saturday, and then I'm going to probably drive back early afternoon a good plan and then uh i can't remember there's a couple people chris nelson i was going to get on my halloween 2018 poster sybil danning's going to be there i'll get her on my rob zombies halloween tom atkins and stacy nelkin i'll get them on my halloween three along with tommy lee wallace who directed the movie i'll have them sign your poster as well (laughs) so a lot of halloween stuff now that i think about it am i only taking halloween shit that's weird it's like i'll get a look at the list later maybe there's some other people i'm forgetting but as of right now it's, i'm it's gonna be a halloween trip that kind of coincides with the movie we're talking about today not because we're talking about a halloween movie but we're talking about a movie written and directed by tommy lee wallace yeah which i didn't even know when i picked this that he had directed it i didn't realize no. that until i was putting together my notes yeah um had you ever seen this movie no this is a movie i've been wanting I. to see for a while um yeah and it's oddly enough it's a movie I've heard very little about. Like, I know the sequel exists, but I haven't really heard anybody say much about it. So I'll yeah. be honest, I'm going, I went into this movie assuming that I was not going to like it because I had yeah. not really heard anything about it. I was like, this movie probably sucks. Fright Night 2 is the movie we're talking about. And I, it's a movie that used to come on TV actually quite a bit. So have you seen um, it? No, I'd seen parts of it. Mm, okay from the television or televised versions of this, but I had never seen the movie uh, in its entirety until recently. So uh, yes, I went into it kind of with an open mind as well, but also an understanding that 
if I hadn't heard a lot about it, it was it's usually not a good sign <laughs> because of, there was a reason behind it. Right. Fright Night Part Two from 1988, 89. It says 88, but it was released in America in 89. Uh, the actual release date was May 19th, 1989. What was the number one movie in the theater? May 19th. 1989. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was not this film. So I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> The Wizard with Ben Savage. Fred Savage. Fred Savage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and um, and Jenny Lewis uh, and Lucas Haas, I believe, and Christian Slater and Bo Bridges. God, I just named off the entire there fucking you go. cast. Boom. Uh, Big fan. I, I, I loved that movie when it yeah, came out I did primarily too. because you got to see super mario brothers three and the power glove before, and the power glove <laughs> but super mario brothers three was like the the game that i wanted and um i got it for my birthday that summer yeah in june yeah i got uh, it that, that summer was not too. the number one that was not the number one movie, damn by the way. <laughs> well, it was number one in our hearts it was. It would have been number one had I had anything to do with it. <laughs> By the way, that movie uh, sucks. But <laughs> yeah, I saw it not that long ago, and I was like, yeah, this movie doesn't hold up. It blows. <laughs> um, the number one movie in the theater was uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Oh, okay. Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor. Gene Wilder? Yeah. I never saw that movie, but I remember wanting to see it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think but I was, ra- I think was it parents- rated R? Because I think I wanted Probably. to see my parents were like, absolutely not. Yeah, I probably wanted to see it. My parents were like, no, because this is because it looks dumb. <laughs> this is Richard Pryor. And there's going to be a lot of F-bombs. No, my parents didn't even care oh, about yeah, that because I, I saw the movie Stir Crazy. Mm. And I saw Richard Pryor stuff other than that. You know what one of my favorite movies was as a kid? The Toy. I don't know if I ever saw that, but I remember the box. Like He's like Dude. a little puppet guy, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. And uh, it stars Jackie Gleason and the kid who plays... Um, the fucker who gets his tongue stuck. Oh, Duck. fucking Farkas. Duck. Yeah. yeah. I never saw that. But you know what I, uh, a Richard Pryor movie I liked as a kid was Brewster's Millions. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Ah, Richard Pryor. R.I.P. Richard Pryor. R.I.P. Funny bastard. He was funny. Number one song. I'm going to go with Miss You Much by Janet Jackson. I miss you oh. much. Maybe. Are you playing the Janet Jackson song much. right now? <laughs> Sounds Believe exactly it or not, but that was me doing the vocalizations <laughs> of one Janet Jackson. Well, uh, that was good and all, but it wasn't the number one song. The number one song was by a little band out of New Jersey. Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi. And it's uh, five words that I'll say to you. I'll be there for you. Mm. I'll be there for you. These five words I swear to you. When you breathe, I want to be the air for you. I'll be there, there for you. Yeah. I'll live and I'll die for <laughs> you. Man, we got to get a Bon Jovi, Janet Jackson duet going. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be there for you by Bon Jovi. That's the number one song. I don't got much to say about Bon Jovi. I was never a really big fan. I went through a very I brief mean, I, Bon Jovi <laughs> fan uh, phase, but very, very brief. Yeah. I, I, I say I wasn't a big fan, but yet I know all the lyrics. But you know why? <laughs> well, it's true. Like that, a lot of their songs, though. It's like, yeah, you know, I know all the hits. I ain't going to go yeah, out and buy any of their albums or anything. But I mean, like back in the day, I listened to the radio all the fucking time. Yeah. yeah and bon so, Jovi was always on. And MTV. I watched MTV and the songs were always on. Yep. It was different. It was different times. Back to Friday Night Part 2. 
Friday Night Part 2 was written by Tommy Lee Wallace, Tim Metcalf, and Miguel Tejeda Flores. You like that? It was nice. Good accent. Yeah. Thank you. Directed by Tommy Lee Wallace with music by Brad Fidel, uh, who I think that's how you, Fidel. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he did a lot of stuff for James Cameron. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like Terminator, Terminator 2, like all the, I think all the James Cameron stuff pretty much. The movie was produced by Herb Jaffe and Mort Engelberg. By the way, Mort Engelberg. It's a cool if name. If you're going to be a movie producer, that's your name. That's a cool ass name. Yeah. <laughs> you're either a movie producer or you're a, somebody's agent. Hey, I'm Mort, I'm Mort Engelberg. I'm the agent. Yeah. yeah like, ah, oh, yeah, you got to call Morty for that. I don't <laughs> yeah. deal with any of that shit. Get Morty on the phone. He'll take care of everything. This movie stars William Ragsdale once again as Charlie Brewster with Roddy McDowell once again reprising his role as Peter Vincent. Then we got Tracy Lind as Alex Young, Julie Carmen as Regine Dandridge. Not to fucking spoil that. Uh, John Grease, who is Uncle Rico. Fucking Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. Yep, as Louis. And Brian Thompson as Dude, he was the werewolf, Bosworth. wasn't he, in Monster Squad? So now he's played a werewolf and a vampire? And a werewolfy type vampire. Because he was kind of yeah, werewolfy. Yeah, he was very wolfy. Was very he? wolf-like in his dealings. He was the werewolf in Monster Squad? Wasn't he? Maybe not. I don't know. He was in, um, what was that other movie we did that had him in it? Terror Vision. Remember that movie? He was like the biker guy. Oh, yeah. He was. <laughs> the boyfriend. In Terror Vision. And the, the vampire that he plays in this movie is kind of werewolfy. Mm-hmm. Very wolfy. Wolfie, 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 this is balls. <laughs> you got to come down. Your friends are here. <laughs> Put away your um, lipstick. <laughs> Brian Thompson plays Bosworth. Brian Thompson is one of those guys who he's my he's cousin. Got a face. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a face uh, yeah. that is so recognizable. Yeah. Then there's, oh, Ernie Sabella plays Dr. Harrison. Ernie Sabella played... Uh, <laughs> Fucking Mr. Carosi on Saved by the Bell. <laughs> he did. He played Mr. Carosi. He also played... Uh, he was on Perfect Strangers. He owned Oh, yeah, the, he was like, the boss, right? Yeah, Mr. Tippa... In like the old, old episodes, right? When he worked yeah. at like the... like a, It was like an antique store or something? Yes, Before they exactly. worked for the newspaper? Yep. That's right. You know, you know your perfect stranger. I do. He was also uh, the the naked guy on the subway in Seinfeld. <laughs> he was. That episode was just on the other day, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Uh, cast. Oh, Mr. Twinkasetti. Yeah, Tw- that's right. Twinkasetti. What a fucking. That's a name. fucking name. Yeah, he was only in the first two seasons. And remember, they had the the girls that lived next door to them in Perfect mm-hmm. Strangers, and they yeah. were like dating them, and then they were gone. Did they bring him back later? Because they ended up getting married in this show and having kids with them. Really? Yeah. Marianne so. and uh, what was the other chick's name? What was Larry's girl's name? Marianne was with Balky. Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer was uh, with yeah, Larry. Yeah, but that was season. That was season two through eight. Season one through two, they had there was two. Oh, different okay, girls. I, I thought you were talking about those girls. No, there was. I think there was two different girls. Oh, okay. God, right. that was such a good show i loved perfect strangers like the first couple of seasons were good i watched that shit all the way to the end that's where harriet winslow from fucking uh that's right she was Ur- the elevator Urkel. operator at the yeah. chicago chronicle yeah <laughs> dude <laughs> i'm telling you man i watched the shit out of that show <laughs> apparently <laughs> uh, 
Mr. Twinkasetti, but you didn't know Twinkasetti's name, so fuck I did you. not. That's true. Okay, but we did know Ernie Sabella's like whole <laughs> fucking IMDb page. Apparently, <laughs> it's like he was the naked guy in Seinfeld. He was this guy. Runtime of the movie: one hundred and three minutes. Budget was eight million dollars. What was the box office? Eight million. Um, eight million. Shit. That's a low budget, but I don't think it recovered. I'm going to say it made four or five. $2.9 million was the box office. Hotbox. 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 VHS box. Do you remember this? Absolutely, I do. What did it look like? Well, I think there's two. There is two. There's a UK version, which is the cooler of the two. Yeah, that one's way cooler because it looks a lot like uh, it's a throwback to the first one. It's yep. like an apartment building with like a demonic ghost face vampire thing. <laughs> yes. But then but there's the, the US But the one. US one is shitty. It's like a white uh, <laughs> box with like a this the like profile of a woman vampire, if I recall. Yeah, it's got two female eyes mm-hmm. that have like a, they have like um what do they call that? A smoky mm. smoky eye. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it's got the lips, the female lips, Ooh. and then the fangs coming out. And it just says fright night part two and the and the part two the roman numeral two is like two stakes that's cool like wooden stakes yeah at the top it says uh the tagline says do you have a taste for terror fright I night do. part two and at the bottom it says the suckers are back <laughs> oh wow which, okay. I thought was, which i thought was stupid it's really dumb what a dumb line to like say. Like a tagline guy, reading. though, at, at the, the studio was like, I came up with that. <laughs> Back of the box. Welcome to Fright Night Part 2. Peter Vincent, Roddy McDowell, the great vampire killer, and Charlie Brewster... William Ragsdale are back in a long in the long-awaited sequel to the box office smash hit Fright Night. And so are the bloodthirsty creatures of the night. By the way, Charlie Brewster is misspelled on the back of the box. Oh, really? In the movie, it's spelled L-E-Y. L-E-Y. Right? On the back of the box, it's L-I-E. It's spelled the way it should be spelled? Yep. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It is weird. Charlie has just met Regine Dandridge, an exotic, heart-stopping beauty with a deadly taste for things warm and red. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> werewolf lipstick. <laughs> He can't stop thinking about her, dreaming about her. Not even Charlie's girlfriend, Alex, nor Peter Vincent can keep him from being mesmerized by her fatally seductive powers. Director Tommy Lee Wallace, Halloween 3, has surpassed the fright of the original film to create a tantalizing shocker in Fright Night Part 2. This time, the suckers want more than blood. They want revenge. They fucking double dipped on the suckers thing. (laughs) Was that something? the first one uh, no i don't think so i don't think so either i didn't look into it but no the first one's really really well written they wouldn't have gone with that let's let's break this back of the box down first of all like i said charlie brewster's misspelled so they didn't even fucking care about this yeah, quality control uh, is really lax they're back in the long-awaited sequel long-awaited like people were like you know fucking hey when are we gonna get a sequel to fright night fright night too Fright Night was a good movie, but I don't think I was ever like, oh, God. Chomping at the bit for a sequel? No. Because they kind of wrapped everything up. They did. Uh, Charlie has just met Regine Dandridge. Well, let's fucking get, spoil that. Isn't oh, that like fuck, kind they of put a, her last name in the, on the box? Yes. That's bullshit. 
And we don't find that out till like the very end. That's ridiculous. That is fucking horseshit. We shouldn't. I mean, we don't find it out at the very end, but we find it out like two thirds of the way in, probably. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, She's got a deadly taste for all things warm and red. Well, you called it because as I was reading this earlier, I thought, God, David's going to say something about a dog's dick. (laughs) She (laughs) loves dog dick. (laughs) It's low hanging fruit for me. (laughs) Um, And then it's like director Tommy Lee Wallace, Halloween three. Okay. I like the fact that they had said that he directed Halloween Halloween three has surpassed the fright of the original film. Okay. okay maybe i don't know That's bold surpassed not according to the box office receipts <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's the other thing too is like this is the this VHS movie was already copy. released this is the vhs <laughs> exactly this movie was already out don't tell us that this is the long-awaited sequel that like, surpassed the original <laughs> come on we now. know what the box office receipts are fucking balky's right. like don't be ridiculous <laughs> don't be ridiculous <laughs> Kuss and Larry. All right. It's been three years since the first events of the first film. Charlie is now in college. He's no longer in high school. Nope. He's all grows up. His friend is dead. Oh, yeah. I don't know what happened to his girlfriend. She went on Married with We never find out. She just got out of the picture. She moved in with Steve and (laughs) And uh, and next door to the Bundys. Yep. (laughs) But Charlie has been going through psychiatric therapy. And yep. his doctor is fucking Twinkasetti. <laughs> and he's been convinced through therapy that Jerry Dandridge, Chris Sarandon from the first movie, was just a serial killer. Yeah, but not a vampire. Who dressed up like a vampire, pretended to be a vampire, but not really a vampire. Right. Even though he turned into a bat and shit and, you know. But he's saying that they convinced him that it didn't really happen, that it was just all figment of his imagination. Yeah. And also Peter Vincent's, uh, imagination group, group hypnosis. Yeah. Yeah. We do get a, we do get a cool little like montage, if you will, a little recap of the events of of the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which I kind of enjoyed because I was like, what the fuck happened in that movie? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I liked that too, but I was also skeptical right off the bat. I was like, wait a minute. Charlie's convinced that like none of this happened. I'll suspend yeah. my disbelief a little bit, I guess. <laughs> but we find out that uh, Peter Vincent and Charlie haven't spoken, I guess, since the events of the first movie. So the doctor's like, you should probably patch things up with him. Well, yes. And we come to find out, too, that Peter Vincent actually still believes because he didn't go to psychotherapy, apparently. Yeah, he thinks everything was real. He's still the host of Fright Night, though. Yep. But he goes off the rails. Like, he goes off script and shit and, like, really pisses off his producer morty whatever his last name is <laughs> morty <laughs> okay morty engelberg yep <laughs> pisses him off but yeah he's like talking about vampires and how they're real and stuff yep but charlie and his girlfriend alex because uh, he's got a new girlfriend now and she's like charlie, a psych major yep she says you should go patch things up i agree with twinkasetti and let's go visit him so they yeah. go over to peter vincent's house and uh they have some drinks with him and he's like hey you guys these fucking vampires are real and they're like okay good story bro yeah well, they just kind of play along go. they don't tell him like we don't believe you or anything and then they yeah. look out the window or charlie does looks out the window of uh peter vincent's apartment and sees very similar to the first one 
Uh, uh, we there's a, a lot of things that are very similar yeah, to the first one. Instead of seeing one coffin, though, he sees like three coffins being unloaded, mm-hmm. uh, and then like uh, a fourth person. And he's yeah. like, uh, well, "This is really weird. What the hell is going on here?" And then uh, when they go downstairs into the lobby, they come out of the elevator. They see some very garishly vampire uh, dressed individuals. Why like, is it that vampires are always either <laughs> punk or like rock? Like, yeah, like, or like yeah, they look very uh, very conspicuous. Like I would say goth, but goth kind of lends itself to to vampires. But like when you see vampires in like eighties movies, like think of the Lost Boys. Yeah, they got that look, that punk rocker mm-hmm. like or rock look, like wearing like jean jackets or leather jackets yeah. and shit. Yeah, and then we have like three of them, Shitty and then mullets. one person who's dressed in a suit. So it's like obviously that guy's like the lackey. He's the little yeah, sidekick like the, guy. Yeah, but he's not little. That's the that no, big dude. guy. Yeah. That, that's your cousin. <laughs> yeah <laughs> brian thompson so yeah uh charlie like makes eye contact with the head well let's call it fucking spade a spade they're vampires <laughs> yeah. And, and but yeah she, his eyes lock in like like laser I mean, we've focused already spoiled on it. regine we already know we already know it's regine dandridge yeah she's the sister of jerry I mean, what are we, what are we doing here? Like we, we already know this from reading the back of the fucking box. She's the sister of Jerry Dandridge and she's coming to get her revenge, David. Yep. What do you think about that storyline? That's a, what a, what a bullshit storyline. It is. And she waited three years. It's such an easy, you talk about low hanging fruit. Yeah. Like this is lower than the dick joke, <laughs> the dog dick joke that you fucking pulled out that I knew you were going to say, uh, it, it, I, I don't know. Right off the bat, when I found out that... Because I didn't know this. I didn't know any of this stuff. I don't know. Did you look any of this no, up no, before just, watching the movie? I just let it all come to me. I, I let it all come to me, too. And the one thing that... We'll, we'll get back to the plot of this movie. But the one thing that we touched on already was the beats are very similar to that of the first movie. Very similar. One character who believes and one character who doesn't believe. It's basically the first movie, just some of the roles are reversed. Yep. Basically, the girlfriend and boyfriend roles are flipped. So Charlie is more like the girlfriend in the first one, and the girlfriend is more like the Charlie role, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's even a dance scene. Yeah. And and it even uses the same music, if I'm I'm not mistaken. The music was very familiar. I don't know if it was the same music that was in the dance scene, but that music was in the first movie for sure at some point. And then there's even a little bit of comedy. Yeah, yeah. There's quite a bit of funny parts. Yeah, there's there's funny parts, but it's not like a flat out comedy. You know, it's not like fucking slapstick. Yeah, it's more of a chuckle. Yeah, Uncle Rico kind of provides that. Right. I mean, there's just more vampires than the first movie. Pretty much. And she's come to get her revenge. And what she, what her plan is, is that she's going to kill Roddy McDowell and she's going to turn Charlie into a vampire to keep him alive forever. So she can torture him forever right. because he killed, killed her, her brother. brother. We don't learn that until pretty far into the movie, but yeah, no, that's, but that's, I, that's I will plot. say something. This movie is slow. <laughs> it it's, it's a, it's, it's kind of long to get there. Yeah, what did you say the runtime was? Close to like hour and forty five minutes. What? Yeah, one hundred and three. Yeah, minutes. it probably could have been an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, we could have shaved fifteen minutes off of this and been okay. Yeah, 
but Charlie sees her like their eyes lock, like there's a, some sort of connection right away. And then he, they drive Alex uh, and Charlie are driving. I think he's taking her back to her her dorm, dorm. because she's got a, a quiz or a test or something in the morning. And Charlie's yeah. super horny. Yeah, he point. wants to fuck. Yeah, so he just pulls over. Like he doesn't even like yeah. go up to like the door of her dorm. He's like a couple blocks he's away, like, I think, and just like, oh, yeah. come here, baby. Yeah, and as he's kissing her, he starts to imagine that she is Regine. Mm-hmm. And we see, and, and I don't know if was, this was real or a hallucination. Mm-hmm. I think this was real. Regine like lands on the roof of the car, and she's like kind of listening. Humping the roof. She's yeah. Like, <laughs> and uh, Charlie sees that it's actually Regine that he's like making out with, so he pulls away real quick, and then it turns back to Alex, and she's like, "What the fuck, Charlie? Yeah, what are you doing? Why are you getting all handsy? Me? Fucking octopus? Yeah. No means no, dick. Yeah." Getting all well, she goes in she goes into here. a room yep she leaves um meanwhile the the other vampire she passes some chick in the hallway i guess and uh this this chick gets and this is eaten. a different vampire yeah this is the this is the one uh like punk rock vampire the fucking movie. roller skating punk yeah yeah that's right he <laughs> she roller, roller skates a lot in this movie yeah and uh she uh she gets eaten yeah, and it's a very Nightmare on Elm Street uh, kind of sequence too. Like we're in like a school, and there's lockers, and there's fog, and then she even like runs her what fingernails. Kind of college, what kind of college the... has lockers? Lockers. Yeah, that's a good point. No, no college has lockers. Yeah, like the vampire, uh, you know, runs his fingernails across the lockers, and uh, then roller skates up, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like in slow motion. Yeah, it's like rolls really, up on this chick and kills her. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I didn't, the one thing I didn't like about that kill though was we didn't even know who this chick was. Yeah, it was just like a random student. It wasn't like it a friend been, of hers or anything. I even, I even, yeah, I even said as I was watching this, I go, it would have been better had they established like even if she would have gone, hi Alex, and Alex would have been like, oh, I gotta go study, and she's like, me too, see you later, and then she gets killed. Right. Yeah. That would have been some kind of connection, but there was nothing. Right. It was just like a random, total random Rando. person. And then Uncle Rico's climbing the side of her building. Yeah, he's like scaling the walls of the dorm as a wolf. Yeah, and then he's got like his big old wolf claws in her window, and she just closes the. She doesn't even see him. She's just kind of looking to the side and shuts the window right in his hands. Yep, and he falls. Oh, yep. (laughs) We do get a gratuitous booby shot here. We do. For no reason, Alex's boobies, or is it just a random person? Just random. It was just a random room. Like they didn't even like expound on like like, those girls didn't get killed or anything. Yeah, just random. They were just like yeah, just random boobies. Oh boy. Anyway, so (laughs) Charlie goes back to his uh, house, and he has like cut himself shaving. Yeah, on his neck. Um, Uh oh, on his neck. Mm. Mm. Well, he goes to sleep, and he has a dream that Regine comes to him. Yeah, and I always thought this was originally set up pretty well because it's not set up like it's a dream. Mm-hmm. Like he wakes up later and, and then we realize it's a dream, but she comes to we his get a dorm. Couple, by the way, we get a couple of these American Werewolf in London dream within a dream within a dream <laughs> segments. And I was like, oh, I don't even know what the fuck's <laughs> real anymore. But she actually really does come to him and she does suck on his blood and like turns him into a vampire. And she uses that cut so she doesn't have to um, like... <laughs> Like bite him, him, bite him. She just gets a little taste. She just kind of dips, just the tip. Yeah, just the tip. just the tip of the, the thing into the into the cut. And drink that yeah, blood. Yeah. So, but he thinks it's a dream. We later mm-hmm. find out it wasn't. No. 
And then Alex comes back over and they fuck. And she's like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been so. They apologize to each other. But right off the bat, Charlie's different. Like he's got a light sensitivity. He's wearing sunglasses like indoors. Like the bright lights are really bugging him. So it's like, we know as the audience like that. That was real. And doesn't he like, I don't know where, where it is, but he orders a pizza and the woman's like telling him how she makes it. And she's like, and I use the very best garlic. And he's like, like a whole Wah. clue. And he's like, <laughs> garlic. Oh. Uh, what else happens? Uh, Peter Vincent gets fired from his job. This Regine chick like gets his job. Oh yeah. Oh, Charlie, oh. Charlie thinks that Regine is a vampire because she, he sees her um, with a friend of his. And he yeah, follows Richie, them. and he follows him because he's supposed to go to like a symphony to like make a, uh, make up with his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. when he's not feeling well, he goes back to his uh, doctor, and the doctor's like, "Ah, you just need to exercise. You should go bowling." <laughs> so he's like bowling with the sunglasses on. He's like, "Woo! I'm really throwing yeah. strikes today. He's having fun." And then that's when the girlfriend comes, and she's like, "Hey, I want to go to this concert, but you seem kind of odd. Like, are you not up to it?" And he's like, "No, absolutely. Let's do that." Uh, but then he goes back to his dorm. And because he's like turning, sleeps like all day and he wakes up. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm supposed to be at this uh, symphony thing. So he like yep. speeds over there. And as he pulls up, he sees the, the vampires are also there. And he's like, oh, shit. And he sees him talking to his buddy and his buddy like goes off with them. So he blows off the, the concert and follows them over to the apartment. And he sees that one roller skating vampire and Regine like fucking molesting this guy through the window and he's like oh fuck they're gonna turn him into a vampire so he goes and gets peter vincent uh who lives at the same apartment complex right yeah and he's like we gotta go bust into this and so they get like all their accoutrements right (laughs) their steaks and their shit and they go bust in there and it's just a fucking costume party yeah and this is the scene that's like kind of a call back to part one where we get a little dance between regine And and charlie and this is the scene that i remember seeing on tv oh okay this dance scene. This is why when this came on, I had a, I had a memory of this, but yes, it's this dance scene. So Regine comes out and she does this like fucking little seductive dance. Yeah. Yeah. What did did the back of the box say? She was very seductive and she liked wet red (laughs) things. A dog dick. Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of Um, dog dick, uh, while this is going on, uncle Rico, the werewolf vampire guy, he bought the extra ticket because, uh, Alex is like stood up by Charlie. So he goes with her to the show. Mm-hmm. And then I like when they're walking out, he goes, how about that classical music? Tits, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so call exactly the music that, tits. That's what I'm saying. Like he provides a little bit of the comic relief, <laughs> but um, yeah. So he's trying to like warm his way in there with Alex. Mm-hmm. And, and at first it's like, he's doing it to kill her and eat her. But then he's like, I don't know. He's kind of it's like into her. smitten. Yeah. So Charlie is like, oh, she's just a performance artist. Like she takes out her fake teeth and she takes out her contacts. And he's like, oh, I was wrong all along. And then even Regine goes, oh, it's good to hear that you actually did think I was a vampire. Cause that makes me think that I'm doing things You're right. Doing a good job. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I got to go to this fucking concert. So, uh, yeah, he's like, oh <laughs> that- shit, Alex, I got to go to this concert. <laughs> Fuck. Bye. Peter, you yeah, stay so here he- and party with these people who aren't vampires. Apparently. Yeah, so Peter stays, and then it's like that moment in movies where they're looking around, they're like, huh? 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 Yeah, Peter sees a bunch <laughs> of weird shit, just like people like biting people, and he's like, oh, this does seem 
So he uses the mirror of his cigarette case and he tries to see the reflection and he can't see Regine's reflection in there. So he's like, (gasps) so he bugs out of there, but then she corners him. And this is where she reveals to him. I'm Jerry Dandridge's sister and I'm going to kill you and Charlie. So he goes back into his house and he's like, I got to find Charlie. I got to find Charlie. So he goes hunting down Charlie and Charlie's like apologizing to Alex. That's right. Yeah. Peter like interrupts the apology to tell him like, oh, she's a real fucking vampire. No reflections. Yeah. And he's like, you're nuts. But I like that Peter Vincent, like he's like, all right, you don't believe me. You're on your own. See ya. And he goes back to his apartment, packs up all of his shit and gets the fuck out of there. Yep, he gets the fuck out of Dodge and uh, uh, he goes to talk to a psychiatrist again, but he overhears on the news that the body of his buddy had been found. And he's like, oh shit, he really is dead. Maybe Peter's telling the truth. And this Louis guy is stalking Alex, this uh, Uncle Rico. Yeah. He's he's stalking Alex and um, they're at the library together and... um, Alex. Oh, and real quick, or, b- before this though, Charlie follows that Bosworth guy, the like lackey dude. He follows mm-hmm. him to, to the apartment complex, and it's like That's he right. goes down and he f- actually finds Regine's coffin, um, and then yep. she fucking true bloods him, like she like glamours him or whatever. Yeah, because he was gonna stab her. Yeah, and yeah, she, she like, opens her him, eyes, puts him under a little love spell. Yeah, but. Anyway, getting back to the library, Alex is studying in the library. Charlie meets up with her and he's like, look, I'm sorry, but some shit's going down. And this is where Uncle Rico shows up. And Uncle Rico is like, makes his intentions known and the fact that he's a vampire. And he's super rowdy because he's fresh off of uh, the vampires went bowling and killed all the people that worked at the bowling alley and like bowling with their heads and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, He shows and up. Then- he's like, yeah, I'm a vampire. I'm going to kill you now. And Alex, meanwhile, has been kind of like, well, I'm going to find out more about this vampire stuff because apparently my boyfriend really likes it. So she reads the entire fucking Bram Stoker's She's like Dracula. a speed reader. Yeah, she's all. She's like using her hand. Was like, uh, it was like she was like scanning the pages with her hand. Dude, what, what she was, was doing, this chick that, doing? I was telling my wife, I was like, speed reading fascinated me when I was young. Like, I wanted to be a fucking speed reader me too and i would try but all i would do is just go like this and i was like i didn't get anything yeah nothing is sticking <laughs> i saw a couple of words and You're i was like, like i didn't get it dog dick uh <laughs> i'm just making shit up at this point <laughs> so uh what the fuck else happens well because she's been reading up on the uh, vampire shit. When the vampire attacks them, she grabs like roses or something that Charlie had given her and stuffs them in the vampire's mouth, which I never knew. Apparently like roses, vampires yeah. don't like roses in their mouth. I don't like roses in my mouth either, but <laughs> whatever. But it especially hurts vampires. Yeah. And the vampire's like, ah, and he fucking yeah, jumps he out goes, the window. Yeah. He goes running away. And then all of a sudden they're arrested. Which Charlie I didn't and Alex? quite understand like what for did the vampire werewolf guy did he go tell the police like hey these two people stuffed roses in my mouth they assaulted me or or was it because they were making a scene in the in the library I don't know I didn't quite understand what they were arrested for well they get arrested Peter Vincent also sees that uh Regine has taken over his job at Fright Night so he's like fuck this I'm going down and to the he, set and my badge still works they'll let me in yep. So he goes, he goes down to the set and he's going to kill her live on TV. <laughs> he fucking rushes her with a steak. 
and they everybody's immediately there pulls him off and they arrest him and then they're like he's mental so they send him to a fucking fucking state board. hospital yeah. like instantaneously no yes. trial yeah no, no that too is like what that is so <laughs> they just fucking him commit away. him yep you're committed my friend he goes to the hospital charlie gets um bailed out of uh jail by regine, regine. and she like glamours him again and takes him back to her lair. Alex gets bailed out by Twinkasetti. Which I didn't because, understand because like at this point, those two had never interacted. At least I don't think we had ever seen. She was studying psychology and he was the psychology teacher. Oh, uh, okay, okay. All right. I'll allow it. Who who <laughs> I know. I'm explaining a movie that is so dumb. But anyway. <laughs> um anyway, so Twinkasetti picks her up and he's like, Well, we gotta go talk to peter vincent or whatever they find out that he's been um yeah because he kind of believes her i guess he's like all right we'll go to we'll go to peter well he does this is most irregular yeah well he does believe her but because he's a fucking vampire (laughs) yeah also which we find out because he makes his true colors known and he's going to attack alex Mm -hmm. now i have a a question about this when did the doctor become a vampire because correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like we've seen this vampire during the day on multiple occasions yeah it was probably after we saw that i don't think he was a vampire all along but okay so he was a new vampire yeah she had regina just turned him him. okay yeah all right i'll I'll allow that as well (laughs) proceed (laughs) continue (laughs) so alex kills him yes and he has kind of a funny death this scene is pretty funny like uh because there's kind of a struggle it's kind of like Paul Rubin's death. In, yes, uh, very much so. Very Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like she grabs a railroad tie and kind of fashions it into a stake, stabs him in the chest, and he's like, "Ah, oh God, oh that really hurts. Ah, I don't, ah, I don't think you pushed it in far enough. I'm not dead. Can you just a little help here? Can you push it in a little bit more?" And she's like, "Oh," and he's like, I, "Never mind. I'll, I'll do it myself." And he fucking pushes it the rest of the way through, and he fucking dies. Yep. She gets in the car. She takes like his uh, badges and stuff like that. She gets into the car and she heads over to the state hospital and she pretends to be him like Dr. Yeah. or whatever this fucking name was. She pretends to be him. And uh, she uh, gets and because access. she's a psych major. She uses a bunch of like doctor terms and stuff. And they're like, okay, this seems suspicious, but all right. And she's like, oh, you, you give me shit. Cause I look young. <laughs> Cause I'm young yeah. and I'm hot. You hate hot chicks. <laughs> Uh, so she goes and rescues Peter Vincent and gets him out of there. There's a little bit of a fucking moment there where one of the, uh, mental patients also like helps them out. He like helps them break out. Yeah. So they go back to the apartment and, uh, get Charlie, but Charlie's entranced by Regine, right? And and they'd uh, also, uh, Alex and Peter Vincent had gone to like a church and they got a bunch of holy water. They're like, they gear up and then head over to the apartment. And I like one of the things he's got is like a bug sprayer, I think is what it was, or maybe for like weed killer, <laughs> yeah, the little thing like that you spray and he's filled it with holy water. That's cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's always using this noggin that Peter Vincent, <laughs> um, they get to, uh, Regine's place and Charlie's about, she, they get caught and yeah. Charlie is going to kill alex and they kill they do kill that richie guy uh charlie's old friend he's a vampire now and he comes after them they spray him with the bug sprayer thing and melt his face yep and charlie is about ready to kill alex and then she's like charlie i love you and charlie snaps out of it 
magically yeah he kills uncle rico it's the power of love then huey lewis's song comes on <laughs> it's a curious thing <laughs> um so they uh oh what he shoots he, he kills that charlie guy or uh, not charlie he kills uh louis bell uncle rico well yeah uncle rico and when he shoots him doesn't he like fly out of a window into a like a fountain or something and then he like sits up and he goes bullseye dude and then <laughs> you know, something something like that so cheesy stupid and then that bell character with the roller skates yeah. he gets it and then the fucking big guy who was like the henchman who's been eating bugs this entire movie oh yeah bosworth bosworth he gets killed by getting his uh guts sliced open and then his stomach splits open and all these fucking bugs like crawl mealworms like oogie and boogie. shit yeah he's like fucking oogie boogie and <laughs> snake eyes and as as they fucking crawl out of him he just like deflates yeah oh that was gross it was fucking awesome looking though it was really cool but i didn't understand the bugs like because that guy was human he was bugs dude he's full of bugs oh because he'd been eating so many i guess it's yeah that was the contents of his stomach yeah fucking nasty no it wasn't the contents of his stomach it was him he He was made made of bugs bugs. so gross it was disgusting (laughs) um Regine gets, I don't know, she gets, she turns into a bat and flies away. I don't know. Something happens and uh, she ends up going down. She's going to try to get into her, uh, her coffin, coffin, which is like in this, like the basement of the complex or so she gets into an elevator, but they stop the elevator and trap her. And then uh, Alex and Charlie, I think, go down to the basement because Charlie already knows where the coffin is. They line it with communion wafers so that she can't which get I was in. like fucking communion wafers do something now like <laughs> i mean I crackers any anything from a catholic church i guess so and peter vincent he's up top like uh by the way trying to get into my the question elevator. for you catholic church mm-hmm. okay that's who has the holy water all the time right like that's not that's not other churches that's mostly catholics toilets in a catholic church has that water been blessed i don't know i mean the whole church has been blessed so even a toilet has holy water holy shit Take a dump in there. (laughs) Take a dump in there. You look at it. You're like, God damn, that thing's huge. Yep. That's where holy shit came from. (laughs) You throw it at at a fucking vampire. (laughs) (laughs) It burns into a pink eye. No, it's just shit. (laughs) That's why I'm complaining. It's not because it's burning me. Is that corn? (laughs) What'd you eat up? Did you eat a a a black whopper? (laughs) (laughs) It's green. Oh, it's cone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, gross. So they line the communion wafer thing, and then she breaks out, and she's gonna kill him, and whatever. Uh, Peter Vincent's upstairs, and he can kind of see through the elevator shaft now, and he grabs a mirror, and he does the reflection of the sunlight. Yeah, because the sun's coming and, up, and he hits her. Which isn't that the same way Jerry Dandridge dies in the original one? The sun comes out and they kind of the punch sun holes. does kill him. Yeah, holes in the church or wherever they are. I can't quite remember. But yeah. yeah, you're right. A beam of light shines like onto her arm or something. She's like, ah, fuck! And she like pulls away, and then Charlie grabs her and like pulls her into the into the light. Yeah, fries her ass. Yep, she her did. face melts. I think she catch didn't she catch on fire? Something like that. Yeah, she bursts into flames and like melts. Then it's like the next day and Charlie and Alex are like laying on the They're lawn. like laying out there. He's got his fucking corduroy pants on. Yeah. Just living the, living the good life. 
And they're like, oh, what are we going to tell our kids? I don't know. They say some stupid bullshit line. <laughs> <laughs> and then the movie's over. Yeah. David, what did you think of this movie? I got a feeling I liked this movie more than you did. Uh, <laughs> I actually, maybe it's because I went in with very low expectations. Like I was expecting this movie to be terrible. And I was surprised that, that I did not find it terrible. Um, it's not great either. Uh, it's basically an inferior rehash of the first one. The first one is yeah. a far better movie, better acting, more interesting characters. That's my biggest problem with this one is that the regime character, we don't really know anything about her other than the fact that she's a vampire. What made Jerry Dandridge interesting in the first one is that Chris Sarandon's character is kind of like a fully realized guy. We see different facets of him. We see him being fake and like, you know, try and getting friendly with people close to Charlie's to fuck with him more. And like, we didn't really yeah. get, we get glimpses of that in this one, but not a whole lot. Um, no. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, is like the back of the box spoils it for you right away. But it's like, we didn't even get her like, like there should have been more interaction between her and Charlie mm -hmm. that causes Charlie to like, fall He's just in love instantly with hooked. Yeah. Which is dumb. Yeah. We could set up, we could use a half an hour to set up him falling in love with her and becoming obsessed with her and then reveal that that's been her plot all along. Yeah. But we don't have like the evil Ed character in the first one, like he was better comic relief than uh, the Uncle John Grise character. It's just, it's everything we've seen before, but it was better the first time. So it's yeah. kind of a pointless sequel. Uh, I did like some of the special effects, like the, the like the vampire's faces melting, and some of that shit was actually pretty cool. Yeah, the bug guy. Yeah, and what, you said the budget was what eight million? I thought uh, yeah, that's a pretty low dollars. budget. I mean, for what they did, I think they did quite a bit with a little bit. Yeah, um, there was some good camera work too. I liked some of the like just the way things were framed and some of the, like like the way this some of the scenes were shot. I thought looked cool, but overall, mm -hmm. it's just not a necessary movie and. and so I was kind of between a two and a two and a half. I think I'm going to go two on this one. We're not that far off. I, I gave it one and a half. Okay. So it's 1.75 overall. And the, I gave it one and a half because of the special effects, I think. Um, but everything that you said, it's pointless. It's the it's same. It's the same movie, just not as good. It's the same movie. And, and you know what? Like Evil Dead 2 is the same movie as Evil Dead 1, but it's better. And they added something to it and made it something better. And... Um, you know, made a sequel that's rehashing the first one, like almost literally, but, mm -hmm. um, Fright Night 2 doesn't give us anything. It's the same story. Every role is reversed. Instead of a boy vampire, it's a girl vampire. Instead of a girl being seduced, it's a boy being seduced. You know, right. it's just the same fucking bullshit over and over again. So I think there was an opportunity there, though, that they could have made, even given the same characters, if you want Agreed. to say, oh, like the Peter Vincent character is a really great character. And even Charlie, yeah. I actually like Charlie as a character. In this one, he's, you know, kind of vampire-y most of the time. Yeah. Um, but you could, I mean, you could still do the same basic storyline, uh, same basic story with Regine getting revenge for her dead brother and all that other kind of stuff and, and make it to where she's the actual real powerful vampire in the family. And yeah. Cause she's the bad guy, but she doesn't really do anything super evil in the movie. No, no. But I like, and I, but I do like the idea that she's like, I'm not going to kill him. I'm going to turn him into a vampire so I can torture him forever. Yeah. yeah I like That's that too. That's fucking badass. <laughs> real power move oh fuck <laughs> that's awesome yeah so 
as much as I don't like the movie, there's elements to the story that I think, wow, they really could have made something better. Yeah, I was just expecting this movie to be a total dumpster fire, and I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't. It, it wasn't was a total pointless. dumpster fire. It wasn't a total dumpster fire. So 1.75, I don't know. If anybody out there has thoughts on Fright Night Part 2, well, keep them to yourself. But if you have <laughs> thoughts on anything else, go ahead and reach out to us. How can they reach out to us, David? Uh, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, The Slash Rap, TikTok, YouTube. Just search The Swearwolves uh, on Instagram. Search The Swearwolves Podcast. You can go to our website, theswearwolves.com, and comment there. You can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. And I got a dog dick. Me too. (laughs) Me too. I'm ready. Get my chair. Get myself all situated. <clears throat> Dude, it's fucking cold in here. My balls, yeah. How they, how them nips holding up? They're good. They're good. They're cutting through the through your hoodie. Bullshit artist. Oh shit. Bullshit artist. Bullshit artist. Fucking hitting buttons over here. <laughs> <laughs>